welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Have you ever really wanted something, wanted something bad, and then when you get it, it's just not quite what you thought it was going to be? Meet Liv. Liv, unfortunately, has lost her family, and she was adopted. However, the adoption never seemed to work for Liv. She's a really good artist, and she gets it into her mind that she would like to go to a place called Wickham. Wickham Hall Precise, which is this very prestigious, old money, college prep school that's on the East Coast. Lucky for Liv, she is exquisitely talented in art, and she applies for a scholarship, and she gets it. Now, when she gets to Wickham Hall, she is completely floored by the wonderful art studio that she has all to herself. This is incredibly exciting for her. However, right away she realizes she is not going to fit in with the other kids at school. And because she is on scholarship, she has to do some work-study kind of programs. So not long after she arrives at Wickham, she has to go with another student who is also on scholarship, whose name is Gabe, and they are given the task of going into these sort of catacombs that are these hallways that connect the buildings at Wickham Hall from one building to another so that kids don't have to necessarily walk outside when it's raining. But they're kind of creepy and old. And they have all these bricks that donors over the years have had their names carved into. Well, it's coming up on Wickham Hall's 150th anniversary. So someone has gotten it in their head that all of these bricks in these catacomb hallways should be documented. So anyone looking to see what they've donated their money to or wanting to find their brick will have a way of doing that. This means that Liv and Gabe get to go down into these underground passageways and document all of these names. I read out names and Gabe typed them into the laptop. Names like Archibald Cumberland and Wilfred Pinfolds. I almost giggled a few times. You could picture these people holding lapdogs or muskets while posing for a somber Gilbert Stuart portrait like that one of George Washington on the $1 bill. But Gabe was edgy, constantly looking over his shoulder. He kept jerking at the tiniest sound. Are you okay? Fine he said unconvincingly as he clicked on the computer. Did you notice this laptop is completely blank and internet disabled? So, they obviously don't trust us. Or it's a new computer and they didn't put anything on it yet. He huffed but then lurched, apparently hearing something down the hall. His edginess was making me feel uncomfortable too. I tried to distract him. Prudence Goggins, class of 1939. I put on a cackly old voice. I studied needlepoint and tea making at Wickham Hall and then went on to marry the ketchup baron, Haverford Hines, class of 1938. Gabe managed to chuckle. We turned the corner into a small nook off the hallway and he suddenly screamed at the top of his lungs. He grabbed my shirt and lurched backward, pulling me away from something hideous, something horrible. The school laptop hit the floor and smashed. I fell right on top of it. Run now, he shouted at me. And then he turned back to the darkness, addressing whatever was there. No, stop, go away. 
As I was gathering myself up and pulling away, I couldn't help but quickly glance back into the dark nook, the way you have to look at a car accident as you pass. And I saw it. Nothing. There was nothing there. But nothing has never been so frightening. It turns out that Gabe did indeed see something in that nook. But Liv can't understand what he sees until something horrible happens to her. Live Forever by Amy Talkington